Uh, don't say that, James. I'm, it's miserable enough as it is without thinking about that as well. Wow. Hello and um, welcome to the uh, Jerry Joe Legion Edit Show. Um, I have James and Debbie back and Kevin from Legion Edit Mad back as well. Um, so we're going to have a wee uh, chat over the last couple of I think there's been a few weeks anyway since everybody's been on. So um, we'll sort of cover uh, cover the Palace, um, good result against Palace. And um, obviously look ahead to the, the Arsenal uh, match this weekend. Um, so we'll start off then with uh, with um, Debbie. Um, what was your thoughts on the, the win over Crystal Palace then on Monday night? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, definitely needed. Um, I thought as, as a team we played absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, just, just brilliant from start to finish really. Um, I think obviously the changes that, that we needed to make defensively will look quite strong at the moment. Um, and Bamford, well, you can't do no wrong for me at the moment. <laughs> what about yourself, James? Pretty well, check out Debbie's thoughts on the game, really. I thought we controlled the game start to finish. They had a little spell in the game, which you expect them to probably 15 minutes right about the 90, but. Well, that's it. It's just a lot like the Debbie alluded to. I think when you've got a settled back five that you've had now for the last few weeks, it's certainly noticeable. Um, sort of mid-season, you're looking at changing your changing your defence week in, week out. You look a little bit shaky. I just think we're really, really solid. And to be fair, I think that's helping Cooper, who probably the last two or three weeks has, and on Monday night, you would argue, was his best game in a league shirt, to be honest. And uh, Kevin, what's your what would you what would your <clears throat> take away from the the Palace one? Yeah, I agree with both Debbie and James. I mean, Coop, I think Cooper had his, yeah his terrific game on uh, on Monday night. <clears throat> I was a bit worried about um, Easy. I thought I thought he'd be a bit more pivotal in in the in the game, but he kept him fairly quiet really, which was good. Um, I saw Hodgson were getting really annoyed or something because he's a great player. We, I think we were after him, but he wanted to stay in London, I think. Um, That's but he never trapped that, did he? <laughs> Ailing was just having a little holiday going past him all the time. and he, He's there sort of walking back. He just, he's not really a defensive midfielder, is he? So, which is good for us. But we didn't keep the him same quiet. Thing that we said, Kev. Yeah, he's the main danger in that team, obviously. Yeah, he had a half chance from just outside the box, but he ballooned it. You'd have fancied him to, you know, get that into the net, but uh, luckily it was our night on Monday. That was a really professional performance, I thought, on Monday. We just, we just bossed it from the first minute. Like James said, we had a maybe shaky 15 minutes in the second half when they seemed to be taking control a little bit when Townsend came on. But after that, there were, there were nothing really. And I was a bit embarrassed actually when we lost 4-1 to them at uh, Sellers Park because that was never a 4-1 defeat. Um, until, you know, that yeah, we yeah that own goal was just a joke on it, and the free kick was outstanding, and we were going for an equaliser, and they got they got another goal. So Bamford's goal was choked off as well. Everything that was going to go wrong went wrong that day. But I mean, if you look at the table now, I think that we're in a probably about the right position, and Palace are probably in, the, in their right position as well, looking up at us. 
So I know that we were uh, we were talking there beforehand, and we were talking about the pitch, and it still it still looks like it's an issue. Like um, there was a few times where players um, sort of slipped and slid slid about um, during it. What um, what do you think, um, James? Do you think like it's going to be? Is it going to get better before the end of the season, or is it just a matter of riding it out? Well, I think as the weather gets better, it'll obviously help. Um, but the problem is, yes, it might be a, a first-class top surface, but the drainage system is still 25 years old. That's what's causing the main problem with the pitch. So until that gets until that gets changed, we're going to have the same sort of problems. Okay, it might be better than what it was before we got you know before we changed the pitch that we got from Tottenham, but. To be fair, I can't see it getting much better to now the end of the season. What we need to do is see the last sort of eight home games um, to the end of the season, and then we've desperately, desperately got to get on with changing that drainage system, getting it up to scratch, and then putting the turf down. Because really, there is a famous saying, you can't polish a turf. And uh, I'm afraid to say that that is all we're doing. We're just papering over the cracks with this new sort of topsoil, so to speak. I think um, one of the things I one of the things I had heard was that they initially did intend on fixing it during the summer past, but because obviously the season went on longer and there was even less of a gap, um, it didn't end up getting done. Um, had you heard anything about that, Kevin, or is that something that's just been sort of doing the rounds? I didn't even think about the pitch at the start of the season. I just thought everything would have been professionally done, getting us ready for the. Premier League, to be honest, I didn't think we'd have these problems sort of going into January, because we, the way we play football, we've got to have a perfect surface. Really, we, we play from the back, we pass it around, everything has got to be right. And he, I had rumours about Bielsa getting really, really annoyed about it, and that's one of the reasons they, they changed it, because obviously Bielsa says, you know, we're not going to win another game on that pitch unless you change it, or words to that effect. You just said these rumours come from. From the club and rightly so he had, he had every right to be annoyed because the way we play we just can't play on a pitch like that we were that's maybe one of the reasons why away from home where we've got six victories maybe you know the the, the football pitches we've been playing on have been a lot better than what we had at Ellen Road so I didn't think about it at the start of the season to be honest I thought everything would be there in place for us to play football the way we want to play but obviously um it wasn't to be. I mean, obviously Brighton highlighted everything. It was, it was, it was, but prior to that, you could see the the pitch was cutting up a lot in the, the other home games as well, and it really hasn't helped our style of play. Really playing at home, and um, I, I, like James says, it's going to be tough to maybe get through these last eight games at home. Um, but you know, you, you just got to hope to get it right in the summer and. The pitch will be uh, right for uh, another season in the Premier League. So I know they're, they're talking about the um, the work being roughly around about twelve weeks. Um, so if you think like the kind of this season will run on to like sort of towards the end of May, start again early August. So there's not maybe a full twelve week window there, Debbie. Um, would you say? What, like, do you think that it might be something that the club will look to to maybe try and play a couple of away games? Like, we've seen teams doing it with stands and stuff and, and get them worked on. So, do you think that might be something that we might need to do next year? 
Yeah, I think I think they could look at that certainly. Um, I think the next few weeks, obviously, let's see how the pitch uh, reacts because I think, like we we're saying, it, it was a bit like a farmer's field, and now it's like an ice rink. Um, it hasn't helped, has it, that we've had snow sort of two weeks leading up to the home games. Uh, hopefully, the weather will start picking up and maybe drying out a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think see how we go the next next three or four home games and if if it's not not right we need to look at something else because my fear is that we're going to get injuries from the pitch i mean Cliff yeah. down, i think first half and first few minutes and ailing as well he we were holding uh, his back there, yeah. yeah ailing and then obviously phillips went down twice so, i mean i think mm. phillips should have come off the first time he went down yeah, to be honest i yeah, think I agree. it was two nil the game was hopefully won by then mm -hmm. um and obviously now is a big doubt going into sunday which is quite a blow red i think if it had come off first time maybe um yeah maybe that might have been the answer you know we certainly got players on the bench to, to come on uh it's not like you know we would we've made all the substitutions but yeah i think i think we, we really need to look at the next sort of three four home games and then assess where where we can go from that well we that's that's well away from home <laughs> That's that's why we bought for sure, isn't it, Debbie? You know, to replace Philip. So. <laughs> yeah. oh, <okay. laughs> you might be ready. You might be ready on Sunday. <laughs> you know, have no idea. Is JK appeared there? So I heard something. We, we had a joke about it last time we were on about for because JK kept <laughs> going on about how he's how what a good player he was and. Uh, he, he was so, well, sort of lauded him a lot. Are, are you his agent or something, JK? Because you keep mentioning him. <laughs> I don't think we'll see him this side of. Uh, we won't see him for a while, I don't think, yeah. But uh, good, great news about going slightly off topic a bit. Great news about Berardi back in training this week. Yeah. I mean, you've beaten Farshaw to it, haven't you, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love to see Berardi get a pre couple of Premier League games, and anyway. he, he deserves it for what he's given to us. Uh, yeah, I think it epitomised for sure when Andre Gomez at Everton broke his leg in three places, but he actually returned. He actually returned <laughs> before for sure, which kind of, <laughs> which kind of told you everything, really. I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm going, I'm going on old ground here, but after that, I think it was Stoke City away when we were one three 0 and for sure had a decent was, game, but he got injured in it. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, Bielsa and everyone was saying, oh, yeah, he, he had a bit of a tweak there, but he should be back in a couple of weeks. Haven't seen him since. He came on at half-time at, half at Charlton away when we were losing 1-0, didn't he? And then that was a... Oh, was that? Yeah. That was that, that's what probably that's did right, it then. Come in and yeah, yeah. Fact, he, he actually should have scored one of the last kicks of the game as well. Yeah. He uh, miskicked the ball towards the end of the open goal, but yeah. I'm I don't think we'll know the full story behind that, will we? But Bielsa keeps defending him all the time, yeah. doesn't he? So, he does. So, he does. He does. Yeah. So, Debbie, um, Debbie mentioned about um, Phillips and his injury. So, I was watching the, um, I was watching the, or reading about the interviews earlier with Bielsa, and he seemed to be quite non-committal um, on Phillips, which. I, I don't know, like maybe I'm completely wrong, but I, like I'm almost taking that as a good sign um, <clears> that he might be, he might be might be available on Sunday. What, what would you say about that, Kevin? I missed. Did he have a presser today? Because I, I must have missed it yeah. today. Did he actually say yeah. that 
I think he's learning the English ways a bit now. He used to name the team, didn't he? And the soaps and everything. Yeah. So this is the team for Sunday. Now he's right coy about everything, isn't he? I think he's realizing that maybe he shouldn't really do that and give the opposition a bit of a, you know, a heads up. So I didn't hear what he said about Phillips, but if he was non-committal, then you don't know now. He may, he might not be there, but he might Stay be there. Doubtful. Yeah, doubtful. Yeah. He says he was doubtful, but Rodrigo, Pivero, and there was another one. I can't remember who that. There was three of them anyway. He says we're definitely out. But Lorente, the, um, no, he Pablo, didn't even talk to Pablo was the other one. He um, says they were all out, but Phillips was doubtful. Yeah. So, like, there might, there must be a hope. There must be a chance. Like, which, which I'm hoping that even if he doesn't play this week, maybe he'll be back for for Wolves. Um, what what? Uh, We'll see, obviously, what happens. But if if he's not available, what would you say is the solution, Debbie? I think Dallas. <laughs> Dallas probably needs to come as a defensive midfielder, um, push Click up, and possibly Roberts, maybe. Mm. Well, Rodrigo might be fit. Yeah, if Rodrigo's fit, obviously my favourite player ever. That's a big statement, that David. Big favorite player ever. Definitely. Right. Do you not like wow. him, Kev? No. All oh, right. He's being sarcastic. I don't like him. He's not proved himself yet. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, so what yeah, I think what I think uh, I think what's really happened, and I'm just reading between the lines here, is. It's not that Debbie doesn't like Rodrigo. It's James really, really, really does like Rodrigo. <laughs> and Debbie just doesn't like him enough. Is there, right. is the problem here? I don't yeah. dislike any Leeds player. It's an, ongoing, yeah. it's an ongoing joke in our house. Uh, it's me and Ben, our son, he actually agrees with me. And uh, Debbie's against us. Every time he plays or makes oh, a pass, it's kind of like a banner going on all the time. He has looked outstanding in a few games, I must admit, but... He just yeah, hasn't had the perfect 90 minutes for me just yet, but he's got it somewhere there. I don't think it's helped that he yeah. was off for two weeks only with this. Um, he didn't have COVID 19 himself, but a member of the family had it or something. So he couldn't train for two weeks. Yeah. If you missed two weeks training with Bielsa, <laughs> you've had it basically. It takes ages to catch up. Yeah. So I'll give him a little. Know, you know, he didn't have a pre season yeah. for Valencia before he signed it. Yeah. It, and you need a pre season with the kids, wasn't he? Yeah. But mentioning Click, uh, Debbie, I think Click had one of his best games the other night as well. Those two passes that he created, A for the first goal, was brilliant. And I think he was involved yeah, in I the second one as well. Been, yeah, he's been I really frustrating, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, totally. But we did say that it was probably his best game this season, didn't we? I think to sort of follow on the Click argument or the Click conversation. I've always been a massive, massive Click fan. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he was the best player on the pitch at Everton away. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. And then Bielsa yeah. came out with the uh, with the statement that he could play for any team in the uh, you know in Europe or in the world. And then s- since that statement, he's had a really, really. <laughs> poor, I think he's believed it too much. Yeah, he's really yeah. struggled. And he came on at yeah, somebody... and I thought he had probably a, he had a good forty-five. Yeah, but uh, somebody, but to somebody, be fair, somebody I, was thinking, I thought on Monday night. Yeah, 
outstanding on Monday night. He looked really back to his best. I'm going to say, yeah, somebody put on Twitter that ever since he said that about him, he's been playing like Charlie Adams. <laughs> it did, yeah, he did. Well, what, he, what he went back to best on Monday night was his actual his pressing. Yeah, because before after the Everton game, he stopped them high presses. But what he's been doing now, he's been, you know, on Monday night he did that again, and that's what we missed. We really it, did it, miss it that. It does work his socks off, the not click. You, you don't see it, do you? Yeah. You think, Absolutely. oh, he missed that shot or he missed that pass, but the work rate he does in the, in the for the team. It's just amazing. If, if you just watched him for 90 minutes, you probably, yeah. most people would appreciate what he does for the side. But I think he has been slightly off it recently. But I think he, yeah, hopefully now yeah. with the 16 games to go, he can prove, you know, that he's back to his best again, hopefully. Um, I don't I don't know the reason why so he was dropped. Look at Bielsa, look at Bamford, look at uh, yeah, look yeah. Click. The, you'd probably argue they probably carry out our most presses in the game of football. How high we press and how we defend from the front, and the second they sort of drop below that standard, you really do notice it, and that is key to be able to see your front four have to play like defenders for a start, and then you think about attacking. One thing I think about the upturn in clicks form is it would it would be hard not to like if you've got um, Stuart Dallas alongside you. And his energy, um, I think, gives like it's like a support. Like I've always kind of said, I I'm not a massive fan of. It's not that I'm not a fan of Rodrigo. It's just I'm not a fan of how split the midfield is whenever they're all together. The three of them, like I think Phillips is so far back, Rodrigo's so far forward, and then you kind of were click was isolated. Whereas I think we're a better balance with Dallas, Click, and uh, Phillips. Like I'm not like Rodrigo. I think there's there could be a place for him. I just I don't. I just think whenever those three are together, they're all natural midfielders more. Whereas Rodrigo isn't. Uh, he isn't a a midfielder, you know. And I think it's asking a bit a bit much. It's also why I know um, Debbie mentioned there that um, Tyler Roberts would be the one that she would bring in. Um, but for me um, personally, I would maybe go with. Uh, I would maybe go with uh, Shackleton um, in the midfield just because I know Roberts is more is more naturally an attacker, and I think in a game against a team like Arsenal, I just I, I do like I, I don't know, I think it's maybe just more of a reputation thing than what Arsenal have been this season and what what we've seen from them. But I just have a wee bit of a fear that you know if you give them too much space in that midfield, they, they could really hurt you. Um, so that would be mine. I think. I think one thing I imagine we'll all agree on is the option is not to go with Luke Ealing at centre back and put Strick in the midfield. I take it nobody's. I, I don't. I didn't think there'd be any takers for that one. Um, I don't. I definitely think. Yeah. I, I think yeah, um, Strick won himself to be a good good centre back. Um, sure, he is a centre back. So definitely centre back and centre back only. Um, I think I would definitely agree with what Debbie said about Dallas would be the one I would put into the defensive midfield but I think we're just disagreeing on who then takes the, the other place in the centre midfield I think Kevin's having some issues there but we'll, we'll continue on um, anyway so the the Arsenal game on Sunday then what's we'll get just an, an initial what, what you what you sort of think might happen um, Debbie 
I'd love us to go there and win. Obviously, we don't do well in London. Um, I think we need to smash that horrible record, to be honest. I see no reason why we can't go there and get a result. Um, like I said, I'd love the win, like every Leeds fan would. Um, I'd take a draw now. Um, but, yeah, I think go, play as we do, attack. Um, yeah, I think we might sneak the win. And what do you think yourself, James? Obviously, since Arteta's been at Arsenal, he's uh, tried to be a possession-based team as well, just like ourselves. Um, I actually don't think, looking at Arsenal this season, their players have actually adapted that well to the sort of the keep-the-ball mentality. Um, I actually think we can go there and get a win, and it's probably it's probably the first time in all the years I've been watching that we're actually going to Arsenal. I actually think we can win. I actually think we we are the favourites, and I honestly believe that. I know we don't do well in London, but I honestly believe that our style will suit. Because I mean, I even look at even if they try and play on the counter attack, I, I look at their options and not really blessed with out and out pace. I know they've got Pepe on one side and maybe Lacazette or Bamiyang will play up front, but even that doesn't really frighten me. You know, I do feel confident going to this game, and I've not said that for. For a long time, but I honestly think that we can go there and get a win. It's not like me to feel this confident, but I do feel I do feel quite confident. I do feel confident. You're definitely a lot more confident than I am. Um, I'm not sure is Kevin back with us. I'm not. Are you still? Are you there, Kevin? I think he must be still having some technical issues. He's having a few issues. Um, but, but my, um, I have to be honest, I. Like I sort of think back and like how much we battered Arsenal at Elland Road and like yeah. there's no doubt about it. The one. There's Ke- there's Kevin now. So what yeah. what's your what's your thoughts on the Man, game on Sunday? What, what's your initial thinking? Gone again, is it? Mm. This is the beauty of doing things live. Yeah, he's gone again. Um but no, so for me, I'm thinking back to the game and obviously they had Pepe sent off it and uh was it Alioski and him had a bit of a... There seemed to be a bit of, bit of words and stuff, so it'll be interesting to see them going back together. Um, but uh, there's Kevin again. Kevin, you're there, yeah? He's trying his best. He's trying his best, whatever he's... Sorry, guys. <laughs> can you see You're back. You can you hear me? Better, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you, yeah. yeah we um, we're just back. asking... Yeah. We were just yeah. saying what what's your thoughts on good. the? We're just saying what's your thoughts on the game on uh, on Sunday? Then do you think do you think Leeds can get a result? We've lost them again. Not too lost them again. No, we'll just have to we'll just have to carry on. Um, so no, yeah, I was saying then about I did still feel that um, the Arsenal were while. Like we had all the chances. Every time they got the ball, I felt like they were dangerous. Um, so they'll probably have a wee bit more of the ball at home. And like I just, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm concerned about Phillips. You can kind of look back and like the sort of like the we lost the game heavily against Leicester and Palace, and they were two games that Phillips missed. Um, so I am, I am concerned about him. And Arsenal, do you do not have think that that might be because we've learned as well that? I'm concerned that Phillips isn't playing, but do you not think that we've learned as a team as well, rather than just it's all about Phillips? Do you not? Do you not think? 
think I think I think we are, you know, we've definitely improved and we've got better as the seasons went on. But I, I think it's a matter of we need to prove it, you know, that we need to prove that we can play without him. And I just, I don't know who the natural replacement is. Like, I know Dallas is probably going to get his chance and he took, he went in for the defensive midfield on Monday. But I'm just, I don't, I don't know. Squad, though, if you look throughout the team and you look at every position, I think probably everyone here would agree that the only position we don't have cover for is the Phillips, is the center field, is the defensive midfield. That is the only role that we do not have cover for. And I think that that is a worry. And I do get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to think as a team, we have learned a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't think the 4-1 against Leicester and against Palace was uh, solely down to missing no. Phillips. Although I do believe that we miss him. You know, it goes without saying. It goes without saying we miss Calvin. He was so, I mean, even Monday night, in the second half, he gave the ball away quite a lot in the second half for him. But how much work off the ball did he do? How many attacks did he stifle out? I mean, they're the kind of things that, you know, really go unnoticed. They all, you know, everyone focuses on the misplaced passes and he didn't have a great second half. I actually thought the amount of attacks that he stifled is key. And that is where you do miss him. But I would like to think that as a team, we've mm-hmm. learned enough to be able to cope one game without him. Although, as I've already alluded to, in the squad the defensive midfield is the only position we don't have cover for. And just going back to what you said, Jerry, a minute ago about pushing Struick into midfield, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Keep your same back five, keep strong. Struick's proven he's not a central midfielder. He struggled every time he's played in there this season. Put somebody else in there. Put Dallas in there. And whether you bring Shackleton, whether you bring Roberts, whether Rodrigo's fit, whoever you bring in as part of that midfield three, you cannot put Struick in there. So, yeah, I do agree with you on that. Yeah, Hang on, it's not an option. Yeah. You won't care what I say. <laughs> Sorry, you're not understanding. Anyway. He, doesn't, he doesn't speak English, they say. But, um, <laughs> Kevin, are you, are you with us, sir? Yeah, can you hear me all right? Yes, 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 yes. So, no, we're just... We've I think been, we're, we're, trying, we're trying to get your... I think JK, JK, um, thoughts on talking about the show, then. <laughs> What um what what's your thoughts about um the the Leeds midfield on Sunday? Where where would you go with it? So it's hard to say. I mean, I agree with what the what the James and Debbie about saying about Pascal Strike uh, staying in the back five really rather than going in the middle because everybody remembers the Villa game, don't we? <laughs> First twenty minutes he could have been sent off, um, but he needs. Um, He's a suitable player. To There's not many players to choose from, which is unavailable, unfortunately. Yeah. I think um, yeah. part of the. I've, I've lost you thing, again. I think you're, we still we, we lost you just a wee second, but we, we, we you did come back. Um, I think um, part of. Yeah, we're talking the, rubbish anyway. <laughs> I think um, part of the thing we need is you have like there's players there who people talk about them and people are people are quite frankly at times rude about them and saying like certain players are League One level and they're Championship players and he's never a Premier League player and whatever. 
But the thing is, a lot of these players are what I would sort of refer to as system players. And they fit what Bielsa wants them to do. And they might not go to other teams yeah. and be fit to go and play for one of the top teams in the country. Um, at the minute, I would genuinely say that at Leeds, Rafinha could walk into any team. And I also think Calvin Phillips could as well. I think those two are that good. Um, some of the rest of them, some of them have got potential. Some of them really suit what we're doing. And but I do think those I do think those two that if they weren't at Leeds and they weren't necessarily playing for Bielsa, I think probably Bielsa brought Phillips to that level. But I do think that he could. I think he's what the kind of footballer that could just stand out anywhere. Um, I do I do think he's that good, and that's why, to be honest, I am worried about us playing without him. And the fact that like, I know there was like like I think the idea was um, Stroke was was maybe gonna it hasn't worked. Um, I think Robin Koch was another one that they talked about that might have been able to play there. I think he has played um, midfield before, but again, you know, he's been really unlucky with injuries. And even Laurenti, I think, might have played a few games in midfield. Um, I know he did play a few at left back as well. But I think a lot of the time with Bielsa, it's um, like he's not going to sign a player for one position anyway. You know, he's going to look at it and say that guy can fill in three or four of the places that I want. Um, so it's <laughs> always. Um, it's always interesting to see. Um, so I'll go, um, Debbie, with what is there an Arsenal player that you look at and think that they could be the danger? They're the one that Leeds need to, to watch out for the most. I'm just going to take the beers out of the freezer. I don't want them to get frozen. Two seconds. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> get the priorities right. Really stand out too much. Out. I think the whole team. Really, obviously, there's a lot of been spent on the whole team, and um, I think, like you, I think when you look back at the FA Cup game, how we went there and absolutely played them off the park. Let's hope it's a repeat of that. Um, yeah, I just think we need to be really wary. I think, obviously, I think we don't want to go behind too soon or anything. We need to really be tight going in that into the game. Um, I'd hate us to press and obviously do what we did against Scum. Um, I just want it to be a good game, to make a game of it and just try and get, get the result. But I, I do, do think there'll be goals of teams, to be honest. I think um, I think part of it suits so, so me to be a wee bit pessimistic about it because, man, I was, I was confident we were going to do everything the other week. Like, and, and I think just then, whenever I, I think, so many of us, and I know that everybody that was on the show that week, were so confident that we were going to beat Everton. Everybody says we're going to beat Everton. So maybe if we all say, you know, that it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy, and then you know maybe they, they'll turn around and, and do the do the job for us. But but um, what about uh, what about yourself, James? Is there anybody in the Arsenal team that you're you're looking at and thinking that's the person that that it all goes around? Obviously, the obvious. The obvious content is Aubameyang, but he's not really been on form this season. I think Lacazette probably in the last few weeks has been there, uh, sort of the threat, so to speak. But there isn't, honestly, I know I said it earlier, and it's not like me to be confident into a game. I know people were confident about the Everton game. I did watch the uh, game on the Saturday before when they played Newcastle, and I did say to Debbie, if Everton play how they did against Newcastle, then we'll beat them. But you just knew they would against us. They would they would turn it around. 
But looking at Arsenal, honestly, I really, I am going to the game quite confident. It's, it's, it's not I'm like, not like this. But no. I honestly feel I'm going to do that. <laughs> There's nobody that really, that really worries me at the minute at Arsenal. There really isn't. And that's not, I will say it again, but it's not like me to feel this confident. It's really not. It's really not. <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a certain beauty to that where like like I was like looking and you know like you, you go on Facebook and you see your memories and there um the other day it was like I was looking and we won we beat Reading away the other day and it was like I was like thinking yes that was a really good result but Millwall won as well and we're we're looking at getting relegated and like now there's DMTs walking about with a swagger you know and like we're going to go to the Emirates and we're going to do Arsenal you know like. Like, well, where, where do you stand in the whole thing? Oh, Kevin? Are you feeling confident? <laughs> <laughs> would you would you be confident of it, Kevin? When you look at the Arsenal team, well, the Arsenal team they've got a great squad, don't they? If you look at them, just I don't think they've just been managed properly by Arteta, really. Which is, you know, that's why they're struggling at the moment. They've got a great team. I mean, a couple of their players have been good in our side, but. Uh, I agree what he's saying. And Bielsa picks players to do a certain job. He's kept most of the championship team. His philosophy when the season started, when Arthur probably says, "Oh, if you want to get rid of a few and get a few other players in," he says, "No, I'm going to give everybody a chance in this squad." And he has done. Uh, no, the last of the game, everybody on that pitch at the at the end of the game are all championship players last season. And I think he's determined to do that this season. Whether he'll do that, hopefully next season when he's around again, he might change. Uh, a few things, but I think he was determined. Even Berardi, you know, he's going to get a game soon. I hope he, he was determined to give everybody a chance to see what they can do. And they've done great, to be fair. And yeah, Arsenal's going to be a tough match. It's London again, obviously. It's the hoodoo, isn't it? But um, I've always judged the away games in the first five minutes. If we look good in the first five minutes, I think, yeah, this is going to be a good game for us. Unlike well, Debbie says, the scum game, and we were 2 0 down for. You just know you're going to lose that. <laughs> you're lucky to get a draw. We don't do draws anyway. But, yeah, I, I, I feel a bit like James in a way. After that performance on Monday when we, you know, Palace went to Arsenal got a decent nil-nil draw. You know, they, they really did get a good point that day. So I think we're capable of going there and getting a win. But knowing Leeds, you know, Arsenal might think, oh, Leeds is the sort of team we should be playing well against. It's going to be a good game. I won't be disappointed with the draw, but uh, I'll be hoping... After the first five minutes, I'll be getting feeling again that we could win it. Jerry, so, I know you said about the Leicester defeat and the Palace defeat being quite heavy defeats, but I think we've all touched yeah. on it tonight that the scoreline, it was heavy. But but if you watch the game, obviously the chances, the refereeing decisions we didn't get, etc., it could have gone it could have gone either way, really. So I understand where you're coming from with that. But and like I think James said, I do think we have learned a bit. And I think the defence obviously is playing well together and keeping a clean sheet and things. So I think you should be more positive, Jerry, going into Sunday's game. These are all terrifying. These are terrifying. That's me, girl. Jerry. <laughs> That's what I've got. <laughs> The 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 Debbie the Debbie show we're gonna have the Debbie show now she's gonna lift lift spirits lift all the spirits out. Do you know what? Well, I, 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 I love it. I am. Um, I don't know. It's just, I I think I've said this before, but like a couple of days before games, I'm like I just can't see. I can't see how we're going to do anything. And then gradually I get more and more. And like like I'd be sitting sitting here where I am now, twenty five past four on Sunday. 
fully expecting a five nil win and you know ready to roll. But um, I do, I definitely I think what you say about the, the Leicester game. Um, I know there was like the the initial like we didn't do ourselves any favors in that game. We like we give them um, the goal straight away. I think it was caught made the mistake and uh, and I just I just felt that Leicester were our kryptonite. I just kind of felt that like what the way they play and like whenever we are going to press them and as soon as they get pressed, ball over the top to Vardy. Vardy was great that night. Vardy was really, really good. And he hurt us that day. And I so think... Well, that's, you know, that's it. He, he wasn't there. And, and uh, like, he looked at Perez and he was playing, like, like what the, like, the Spanish would call the false number nine. He kept coming deep. And he was, like, deeper than the wingers at times. And it suited us so well. Um, and they had about a 10-minute period after half time in that game where I thought, oh, God, here we go. But then we just turned it on and, and we're brilliant. We were brilliant that day. We were yeah. brilliant on, on Monday night. I think, for, for me, the thing about Monday night is, like, you see, like, Good teams in the Premier League going and just having a like no bullshit, just routine win. You know, we're not suffering any crap here. We're just going out. We're better than you, and we're going to win this game. And that to me was the first time I think this season where we done that. You know, where where, where there wasn't like a, there wasn't any stage really where you thought we could we could make a mess of this. You know, it was mm-hmm. really professional, really good performance, mm-hmm. and it definitely um, it definitely lifts. It lifts the mood, but then you're like, like it's like I don't know. I think I'm just used to getting battered for so many years of being a Leeds fan. Like you know, there's just so many. It's like, oh, this is good now. So like, what what what's going to go wrong? You know, and I, I'm still I'm still adjusting. You, you'll just have to bear with me. Um, but definitely, like just a couple of things, though, Jerry. Just if you don't mind me, just kind of jumping in. No, go ahead. Just go ahead. a couple of points before we move on to just before we move on too far. Um, just the point that you and Kev were chatting about a moment ago, firstly, um, with regards to the system players and certain players who suit how we play. I think probably the the player you could pick out most of that is Stuart Dallas. I think whatever he plays for us, he, he just literally does a job. He, I mean, look at the last couple of games, Leicester away, look at Crystal Palace. He was absolutely outstanding in both of those games. Now, he just fits that Bielsa. Literally, Bielsa will play him anyway. He might even get him a game in goal for the end of the season. You just, you just don't know. But wherever he plays, he just seems to fit the Bielsa way. If Stuart Dallas was to move to another mid-table team, let's say, in that league, do you think he would really suit the same way? I honestly don't believe so. He just seems to fit Leeds United and Marcelo Bielsa at the moment, which is, you know, that's just one thing that I wanted to say. I th- I think with regards to Dallas, so well, no, go ahead. I was the shirt Dallas. Start, start with stay with the shirt Dallas. Oh. I'll answer that anyway. For me, for me, Dallas, like I sort of remember, like I remember Dallas playing here in, in Northern Ireland um, for Crusaders, and he was like he, he played left. He was a left winger, and that you know that was just where he played. He, he played in the left wing, and I know most of his caps for Northern Ireland have came in the left wing, but. He, he's the kind of player who I think if you put him in a team, um, like a really like top level team, and where like you want him to like unlock something, you know, he's probably not going to be particularly suited to that. But with with Leeds and different with they with Northern Ireland, where like Northern Ireland are going into most games probably as an underdog, 
and he's the kind of guy you want with his energy. You know, he's the kind of guy he's going to cover so much ground. And but I think that since certainly since Bielsa's come in, he has got so he's got so much better technically. Like his his feet are fantastic. Sometimes you look at him and he's like. It's like sometimes you see players and it's like they, they do like the what they would call like the old kind of Cruyff turn. And he does that so often in midfield and you're like, don't mess about with there. But he's so comfortable and so confident yeah, with it. Yeah. it. I think his technical side has come along a lot with Bielsa. Is yeah. there a player not improved under Bielsa? What's that, sorry? I was just saying, is there a player who's not improved under Bielsa? Well, you know, that's again, again. Well, when when you look at where where they were and where they where they are now, you know, you have to you have to say yeah. You know, everybody's and everybody's improved, and it's a measure of the man as well. You know, like like you look at like so many teams and so many coaches that are just like right. This is how we're going to do things, and if you don't fit in, you go. But like he he just like imagine how many hours he must have put in. The, the wee small details to make yeah. like the improvements that he has, you know. But yeah, for for definitely for me, Dallas what makes him the best. Could could play Dallas could play yeah. in most teams, but he would he would be a different role. Um, certainly, like if you put like if you put Dallas into the Liverpool midfield, like I, I would look at Liverpool and say Liverpool's midfield is full of. There's there's definitely players with, with certain technical abilities, but a lot of it is workmanship. You know, it's like do the hard do the hard yards and let the fullbacks and the front three do the work. You know, and I think Dallas could fit into that. Could he fit into Man City's midfield? Probably not, but he would have a better chance now that he's had three three years of Bielsa than he would have before. <laughs> so you were you were going to make another point there, um, James? Before uh, obviously I spoke about Dallas. Then. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I was just going to... Something about the cool beers again, I think. What I like about Dallas, though, he always looks worried, doesn't he? When he sees his face. He looks worried to death. As if he's... Uh, I don't want to let Bielsa down. I want to, you know... He's such a nice guy, isn't he? That you just, you just want him to do well, don't you? Because he just puts a 100% in all the time. He's, a good, you know, he's been a great ambassador for the last two or three years. Is 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 magnificent. You don't get the plaudits because he just does his job, and he does the job so well. Yeah. He doesn't really make many mistakes, and he's just great to have in the squad. Yeah. Mm. Cheer up, Stuart. You know, that's what I'd say. Enjoy the game, Stuart. Smile a bit more. <laughs> I think it needs to be kind of underlined as well where, like, where he came from, because, like, like I think if he was the kind of guy. Who had been obviously? I know the commentators and we joke about it, you know, Leeds born Stuart Dallas and all that there. But they, um, he came from like a wee, a wee, like a town here, uh, Cookstown, <laughs> yeah. and he played for a team, which are like I think that the first team he played for before he went to Crusaders, he played I think for a team called Coke United, and they're about the third or fourth tier in Northern Ireland. Like that's literally like turn up and train for an hour twice a week and play a match on a Saturday probably have to pay money for the referee to play on a Saturday, you know, and the next thing this guy gets a move to Crusaders, he gets a move to Brentford, he's doing okay at Leeds, and then he gets Bielsa, and Bielsa takes him to a guy who's one of the most, you know, like if you were going to be given a player of the year, or 
an award out. Like he's kind of one of them guys who you would consider because he's been so many places and done seven out of ten every week, everywhere. You know, like to me, he's come so so far. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm I'm I think he's brilliant. Like really, really glad he's at Leeds. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously how far we also gone. Making... You just make a good point. Me and Debbie was chatting then, actually. Um, start of last season, so the final championship season, we did a um, sort of a Thursday night Q&A session with Adam Forshaw, Calvin Phillips and uh, Stuart Dallas. And that evening, he actually told us he didn't start professional until he was 21. So that, that is quite a late starter for, for somebody to play in a professional team. It's, it's, it's really late to start. So you think from 21 years old, the first time you've played a professional club to actually where he is now. Okay, fantastic. he's had a fantastic transformation under Bielsa, mm-hmm. but surely that speaks volumes about Stuart Dallas himself as well, the way he's adapted his life and everything else to commit everything to that. I just think he's a model professional. I really do. He is, yeah. He's, uh, he's one of them players. He, you hear people saying, and, you know, like if like if you could have 11 Stuart Dallas's, like, you, you would have you would have a good team, like. So, you know, he's, he's definitely one of them players where he just, he can do a bit of everything. And mm-hmm. the, the, the problem with a guy like that is it's like, whenever you're like talking about him or you were like making a team, like wh- where would you put him? Like, like what, what even, like what is his position? I, I still, I still don't really know. Look, but you know, he's done it. He's definitely <laughs> excelled in three or four positions for Leeds this season alone. I actually but, think he suits better. Go that winger, didn't he? Because he created loads of chances. Chris Wood, when he was there, I remember, he used to cross a lot of balls into the box and Wood used to... Chris Wood, do you remember whenever Chris Wood was Leeds' best player? That's and he's just, you know, running down the wing all the time. Because... So where were you going to say James was? We thought it was. His I think he's prolonged his international career as well. <laughs> so Kev just keeps dropping in and out. Yeah, yeah it keeps, Kev. It keeps kind of cutting off, and then. I'm, I'm... Is he there? Are you there, Kevin? I think he's gone. Uh, he's back. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. See. Oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Oh, dodgy. Have it disappeared again? You're back, you're I back. Can't with Deb, yeah, you I can't compete with Debbie and James. I can't compete with Debbie and James. Anyway, they speak too much sense. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that. See, um, saying Stuart yeah, Dallas can do everything, you can get him around to fix that internet, so you should. Yeah, he's lovely, Stuart. Yeah, he's a, he's a nice lad to have in your team, isn't he? And I think he's prolonged his international career being with Bielsa as well. Definitely. So I know, James, you were going to say there where you thought um, Dallas's best position is. So what what, what do you think? Um, where's his best position? I'm not sure how to answer that. Really, I don't. I would um, slightly. I've seen him in goal, yeah. That, uh, maybe them forward positions. I don't think them four positions are his uh, are his best positions. Uh, I don't see him beat a man enough. I know he created a few chances for Woody when he was here, but I don't. Me personally, I think he's actually done better when he's been further back in the pitch, either either fullback. But the last two or three games, he's really, really excelled in midfield. Now, again, it probably begs the question that was chatting earlier: 
would he fit in a midfield in another team under another manager? Probably not, to be fair. Just in this Bielsa team, he just seems to excel in there. But from what I've seen over the last couple of years, you've probably got to say a fullback. But again, has he really got what you would call a natural, natural position where he's where he's good at? I just think he's a perfect player for Bielsa, where Bielsa can play him in three, four, five different <clears> positions, and you know that he's going to give you at least a seven out of ten wherever he plays. Would would you liken him to Paul Merdley? We played in every position as well. Maybe Paul Merdley. Would you liken yeah. him to him? Yeah. Paul used to. Well, I mean, Paul used to joke, didn't he? <laughs> Paul Merdley used to joke that when the when they announced the all-time great Leeds eleven, it, when he chose it, he never picked himself because he was never really in a particular position, was he? He was always position, filling yeah. in for people. Even though he played, what, nearly 800 games for Leeds, he never picked himself in that all-time 11 because there were no room for him for Rini and Cooper and all this business. And in midfield as well. And he played up front as well. Yeah, I remember wearing a number for Leeds as well. He's been everywhere apart from goal, like, a bit like Stewart, I suppose, really. I think this speaks volumes about Dallas. That you're actually even mentioning Stuart Dallas and Paul Maitley in the same breath. That kind of yeah. says how well Stuart's done the last few years and the fact that we're even likening two players of that caliber. I think that's that's yeah, yeah. volumes for Stuart. Definitely, yeah. I mean, Paul was our beast and born local lad, wasn't he? And uh, Stewie's imported from uh, Cookstown. So, if any commentator is listening to that, he doesn't come from Leeds, but we'll take. <laughs> so before just before we finish up then uh, I've just decided that anytime I'm doing one of these interviews I just want to take the opportunity to talk about how good Rafinha is so we'll go with uh, start off with Debbie and we'll go, we'll go around then so like what what um like just like how good is this guy I have to be honest and say like I didn't know a lot about him and the first couple of games I wasn't sure but he just he is he's getting so good. He's so so good. So what do you think, David? Yeah, I think I just totally agree with you, Joe. He's just absolutely class. I mean, um I think first first couple of games like you a little bit, mm, could be could he be is he gonna be? But yeah, absolutely fantastic. I mean, um yeah, he's um, a breath of fresh air into while Pablo's been injured and not featuring, I think, um, the quality and the vision he's got. Um, his first touch takes on players, the nutmegs, goals. Fantastic, yeah, yeah, really good. And we'll go with, I think Kevin's still, still uh, with us here, so we'll go to Kevin. What, what do you think of Rafinha? Oh, he's, he's absolutely top drawer, isn't he? I, I like the story about when he first came, and he, obviously he couldn't really speak English, could he? But he spoke a bit of French because he worked in uh, in France for a year or so. So Patrick Bamford started speaking French to him, and they, they become really good buddies now, apparently as well. So I thought that were a nice little you know, welcome to the team in French sort of thing, isn't it? So he's getting to know the team a lot now, I think, and Aileen's getting a great partnership with him as well. He just says he passes the ball to him, lets him do his thing, which that's what he's doing. And 
you know, you can't see him losing his place in the team at the moment because he's so unpredictable. And his first touch is just absolutely amazing. He's got that Brazilian touch about him. Shame about the free kick the other night. I fancied that to go where it should have gone in the back of the net, but it was just over the bar. But he's only a young lad when you think about it. He's only in his early 20s. He's still got a lot to learn, but... Uh, the only negative thing about it is that everyone on Twitter this week has been saying, oh, how much will we get for him? But this guy's not going to be going anywhere or under Bielsa. You know, he's going to be with us for a long time whilst Bielsa's around anyway. So I think we're yet to see the best of him yet, I think. And hopefully the more he gets used to working with the team, the better he will get. And that's another reason to get the pitch sorted out. Yeah, as well, you can't expect a player like Rafinha to run around on the pitches we've had recently. But, uh, yeah, he's been an amazing buy. He's got to be the steal of the season at 17 million, hasn't he? And, um, yeah, long may he last. And I think he's got a few more tricks to show us as well. And uh, I'll, I'll give, uh, I'll, I'll put this question to James then. Is he as good as Rodrigo? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're getting the Rodrigo thing mixed up, obviously. Or say about Rodrigo, just while talking about him. I think he's a class, class footballer. Um, obviously, he hasn't done it for 90 minutes, game in, game out. We all know that. Um, I know he's getting a lot of flack from the Leeds fans because at £27 million, everyone expects him to be... But don't forget, he has changed his position from being an out-and-out striker to playing in the number 10 now. He has got so much ability. And I don't know if you, any of you guys follow The Athletic with Phil Hay, but he did a sort of analysis a couple of weeks ago on literally how much it influenced each performance and what it in each game. And I think that kind of... Um, <coughs> sort of backed up my theory and what I thought about him. Just how much influence he has, he has in the game without some people maybe realising it. Now, again, I don't want to be sort of thing, but I played the game at high level. I played professional myself till I was 18. So, I, you know, I like to think that I know something about, something about football. Not a great lot, but I, like, I know something. And I, Probably you know, I like to think, I like to think that I know when I see a good player and, I, you know, I do think that he's a very, very talented player. Okay, if, we haven't seen If I forgot to say, Jerry, Jerry, that but, James yeah. James supplied that analysis to Phil. He broke it all down for him. I did actually. <laughs> I did, yeah. I actually did. Back to Rafinha, please. I did. I did, yeah. It, but to I think they're both good players, to be fair, yeah. They were, both will be good for Leeds eventually. Yeah, I think in regards to Rafinha, uh, just going back to, to that question, and I think it was. Really telling, if you listen to Bamford's interview after the uh, the game on Monday night, um, he said that when he first came into training, everybody just thought, wow, look at this player. We've got a player on his hands here. I think I said, last time I was on this show, I said to you about how Costa started this season really well. Then just strangely, he just kind of stopped and gave up, which was really surreal. All I can think of is just trying to read between the lines, putting two or two together and probably making five. If you're Costa and training and you're watching this guy run rings around everybody, you're probably thinking, hang on a minute. I ain't playing again. Oh, you know, my place is gone in this side. And, you know, and to be fair, it might make sense how Costa started the first four or five games so well to then literally probably being one of the worst players in the squad. 
and but in terms of Rafinha himself, I mean, it goes without saying. I haven't got to say anything about him. You've seen him week in, week out. Some of his, some of his touches, some of his skills, and more importantly, he's actually got an end product as well. He's got an end product. He's scoring. He's chipping in the goals, and it's invaluable. And um, it's no surprise to see every day in the paper Liverpool's going to bid this amount, and so and so is going to bid this amount. All I can say is, if your players are attracting interest, then something's going right for you. Although I don't want them to get too much interest because I love them to stay for a, I love to stay for a few years. But the fact of the matter is, is if we stay a mid-table team for the next couple of years, which would be a fantastic achievement, you're always going to get the top sort of four or five sides knocking on the door for your players like Rafinha. It just goes without saying. And back to your comment about Calvin. The same thing, if you stay in mid-table, there's going to be, I mean, I argue with you, Jerry, he literally could walk into any midfield in the Premier League and don't get me started on the Declan Rice-Calvin Phillips argument because it's not even a, it's not even a contest. It's not, it's not a question anymore, is it? No. So, well, uh, we'll wrap it up now, but just before then, I'll just get the predictions. Um, so, Debbie, what's the prediction for Sunday? <laughs> I think there will be goals in the game. Um, I'm going for a 3-2 win. James? Hmm. Mm. Don't like being put on the score lines. I feel confident about picking a score. Um, I want to go for a 3-1. I want to go for a 3-1 away when I feel upset. I feel confident, so I've got to prove that and go with my score line at 3-1. And Kevin? I think the lads probably enjoy. Oh, oh, oh Kev, come on. Oh, it's cut Kev. out of that moment. Kev, where are you? What's going on? I think what he was going to say is 5 0. So uh, um, we'll say that. Is he back? He's back. What's, what's going on, Kev? This is like one of them like, reality TV shows where like somebody's going to get a photo off. 2 0. And we're all waiting. How many? 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. We'll take that, Kev. 2-0. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... My, my, my traditional score of 2-1 leads um, seems to be the one I always seem to say. But... Um, so, we've been, we've been nearly... Slight enough, positivity so there, Jerry. Yes! I, 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 like, I'm not going to sit here and say these are going to get done. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to make that prediction. But... But um, no, hopefully they get the end of it. Do you know what? See, at the end of the day, we've got 32 points. And, like, if you says to me 32 points after about 30 games, I'd have been happy enough. And, you know, I'm just delighted with how it's gone. So if I keep being pessimistic and we keep winning, that's working. Do you know what I mean? That, that's that's why I'm giving the team. So, um, anyway, um, my, uh, my thanks to um, James, Debbie and Kevin. For joining me tonight, and uh, I'm going to have a few, a few people lined up nice on Sunday. Then. Yes, uh, a few people lined up for after the game on Sunday. Um, so we'll have another chat then, and then I have Jenny coming on on Monday night. He's he's asked about the past, present, and future series thing, so he's going to pick his favourite past Leeds player, his favourite present Leeds player, and his favourite his favourite uh, prediction for a future. Lead star, so that's on Monday at, at um, six, I think. But I'll post that all on the channel and on the Twitter. But like I say, thanks to James, Debbie, and Kevin for coming on, and uh, 
fingers crossed it's a it's a happy happy Sunday for us all and uh, 30, 35 points and hopefully the the final uh, get over that uh, get over that barrier that we need to get over and push up into the top <laughs> half. So thanks everyone and I uh, appreciate your time. So thanks for being on and thanks to everybody that's watching. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Stay safe, everyone.